Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. An Erio's original. Hello and welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows, we might even crack a case. I am Allie Siegel. I am Melissa Stutton. And I'm producer Maria. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, shoutouts, merch discounts. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. Also, we're not sure yet, but maybe we might do like a Christmas Patreon thing. Who knows? Oh, yeah, we should do a Christmas special, a Christmas mystery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, um, there's got to be some sort of like, like, what's the vibe with Santa Claus or like people like a murderous Santa Claus murder or Santa Santa Claus murders or like murders Santa that Claus have happened murder. on Christmas. Like, I didn't like the gift, so I'm going to murder you. Yes. Okay. We'll look into it. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, screenshot and DM it to us. Uh, Also, we just look regularly, so there's that, and we will read them out loud. And then finally, Erios has a hotline, 626-604-6262. It is really popping off. Uh, We get tons of calls so either call us and leave a voicemail or call 911. Those seem like the two best <laughs> options for a lot of you. Uh, if you can't reach us, just call 911. Um, Melissa, who are our patrons for the day? We've got Mindy, Jessica, Layla G, 
Jenny L., Lauren R., Jessica M., and Sarah. Thank Lovely you guys ladies. for joining the team. Yeah. All this, all the, where the ladies at in the, pa- in the Patreon. Okay. So this episode's going to be deranged. I apologize in advance. <laughs> I'm excited. It's neither a true crime episode and a cult or a supernatural. It fits into no genre. Well, it's like, look, we've done, I think we're at 170 episodes. Yes, we're genre bending now. So like, it's going to start getting weird. It's going to start getting weird, especially when I write the episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this episode is about red lobster and (laughs) just buffets in general. All you can eat scams, uh, people who have died after eating at all you can eat buffets, Love it. people who have gotten <laughs> kicked out of all you can eat buffets. Um, but Maria. first things first. Yeah. <laughs> Maria. Um, we're going to share Maria's story. Um, but first things first, we're going to start with red lobster, which is how, uh, this whole s- thing started is I saw a tweet about red lobster, um, which is one of my favorite restaurants. So Red Lobster (laughs) once lost over $3 million during an endless crab promotion because an executive underestimated how much people could eat. (laughs) The loss of $1.1 million per month during the three-month deal led to President Edna Morris's firing as the president of Red Lobster, which is, as we know, one of the biggest falls of grace that you could have as a human being. (laughs) (laughs) But this is not the only all-you-can-eat disaster. Did you know that buffets are a constant cause of conspiracy, fighting, and even death? I'm so intrigued right now. (laughs) Let's definitely get into it. Let's get into it. Okay, so the history of Red Lobster. First of all, I learned something crazy. Red Lobster and Olive Garden are sister chain restaurants. Did you know this? Maria knew. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I was, I, underwhelming response from you too. I was like flabbergasted. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. They're, yeah, they're owned under the larger umbrella of Darden restaurants. Darden. Darden. Yeah. Darden Tootin. Um, so when Tina Fey wrote her memoir, Bossy Pants, she talked about how great Red Lobster is, um, just to, to solidify what, you know, this episode. Um, she said, there is no one of woman born who does not like Red Lobster Cheddar Bay biscuits. That's Anyone who true. claims other is a liar and a socialist. They are one of the greatest. Oh, yeah. Tasting things ever. And Craig has a good hack. And also you can make them at home, which we have. Yes. Wow. And if you get a side of Caesar, the Caesar dressing, dressing. For, from Red Lobster, you dip those babies in the Caesar dressing. 
that's something special right there. Wow. We're going to get into I've some done more that? lobster hacks later. Yeah. Lobster hacks. Because I have some for you. <laughs> you do? Yeah, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I came ready. Okay, so just in case, in case, just in case you guys want a uh, a timeline of you know the history of Red Lobster, if you're at yes, a party in the future in 2021 or 2022, and someone's like, "Do you guys know the history of Red Lobster?" You can you can say you do. Um, it was opened in 1968 by Bill Darden in Lakeland, Florida. So the first Red Lobster unfortunately occurred in Florida. The one good thing to happen out of Florida. In 1970, it started being backed by General Mills. So uh, yeah, they put money into it. So it started like booming. Once you get that General Mills cash, like, yeah, it end end of story. Sky's the limit. Yeah. So 1974, they debut their popcorn shrimp. Ooh. Classic. Yes. Yeah. 1979, they start doing these interesting advertising campaigns. Oh, this is pretty good. This is punny. The the campaign is called Seafood Differently, but it's seafood. Seafood. That's like the joke in My Girl. She goes, "Do you like seafood?" And then oh, she goes, shoot. seafood, and she sticks out her tongue, and there's all that food in Exactly. It. That was a good joke. Yeah. yeah. Advertising becomes a big thing for them. 1983, they open a store in Canada, so they're international, mm. baby. Uh, 1984 is the first Lobster Fest. Also year I was born. Coincidence? I think not. Hell yeah. They do it for Valentine's Day, which I didn't know. Valent- uh, Lobster Fest was a Valentine's Day um tradition how that romantic started. and craig and i have gone to red lobster on valentine's day just so you guys know i did take him there as a surprise on did valentine's you guys wear day bibs it is his favorite restaurant i believe so yeah yeah they give you a bib and i think they give you a little hat if you want a hat they didn't give us a hat oh um i could be wrong about the hat okay so 1992 is when those biscuits are born Oh, the Cheddar yeah. Bay Biscuits. And just to get in a little, I didn't include this later in the episode, but this is just something I learned. They wanted to create some sort of side dish that would go well with all the seafood because like Olive Garden had like the breadsticks and stuff like that. So Red Lobster was like, we need a side. Um, So they started with, first they were going to do hush puppies and those didn't do well. And then they moved to garlic Texas toast And those Mm -hmm. didn't do well. And then their third try was the biscuits. And they were like, Mm -hmm. end of story. 2003 is when this whole debacle happens, when they lose a bajillion dollars from trying to serve an all-you-can-eat crab buffet. Can I say something really quickly about the new Red Lobster aesthetic? Yes. I think they really it's really depressing actually the way that they kind of made it look very corporate red lobster used to be like this fun like a red and yeah. blue restaurant it's like a say like a shanty yeah type, you know? oh yeah like a now, ship theme yeah theme. now you yeah. literally walk in and you're in like a shitty like just corporate blah nothingness and it's really well they did the same with tgi fridays Oh, they did. Yeah, Why? it used to be like fun and whimsical and weird and nonsensical, and now it's just you know just booths and beige. Oh, yeah, Red Lobster worst. used to have like more of like a Long John Silver's vibe. Yes, yeah. and now it's literally it's so depressing when you go in. They really it makes me angry. Like it literally makes me angry. Well, it's probably and then I was thinking yeah. like 
I was telling this to Craig when we went one time. I was like, think of like the people in the boardroom that had to pick out like the shade of beige right. for like the wall. Do you know what I mean? And they all had to agree. Well, it's probably because General Mills got involved and they're just like, we have a thousand companies. Let's just beige everything out and just make everything look the same. Because they're all about... They're all about like oats and stuff. Right? Yeah, I think they're just like yeah, cornflakes. Like, yeah. yeah, everything is just cornflake color. <laughs> and now, now Red Lobster is in 11, 11 countries. Just booming. Wait, that's it? <laughs> sorry, sorry, Melissa, to disappoint you. How many countries are there in general? I don't even know. There's oh. a lot, Allie. There's like a ton. Well, McDonald's is in like thousands of countries, right? There's thousands of countries? No. I bet there's yeah. like 20 max. Hold on. <laughs> I think many? you're thinking of continents. No, I know there's like seven continents. There's 195 countries in the world. Okay, well, I was closer than Melissa. Melissa said a thousand and I said like Wait, 20. I said a thousand countries? Yeah, you said thousands. You said McDonald's is in thousands of countries. Oh, I meant world cities. <laughs> yeah, sure. well, that's not what you said. Nice Melissa. try, now Melissa. You sound like an now, idiot. Yeah. God damn it! Um, God damn it! Okay, let's okay, get into countries. this endless crab <laughs> buffet. Um, so, in 2003, Edna Morris was on her second year as pre- president of Red Lobster. She had come from being president of a steakhouse, which frequently had all-you-can-eat promotions. So, Edna thought, "Hey, why not do that at Red Lobster, but with crab?" The problem was that Dum Dum Edna didn't realize that steak runs cheaper than crab and that people can eat a lot less steak than they can crab. Yeah. For around $20, customers were treated to a bottomless plate of snow crab legs. That's insane. It makes no sense. And eventually, this whole process got Edna canned. Here's how they lost the $3 million. According to USB Nation, Several problems stood in the way of this promotion's success. First things first, the market price for crab was about $5 per pound. That's expensive, right? Yes, yes. That means on the raw ingredients alone, the restaurant were taking a hit once customers uh, ate their third plate. Oh, no. Yeah, and if you think about it, if people are going to Red Lobster for all-you-can-eat crab legs, like you're going to have more than three plates. Yeah. Especially because you have to crack open the crab leg. You're probably not eating all the meat. Do they weigh the crab itself or just the meat? I think the crab itself. I wonder. I don't really know. Because obviously, the, the ratio of like weight of crab meat inside a crab is way less than you know the actual crab weighs itself it's impossible for me to find an interior shot of red lobster in the 80s or 90s it's literally impossible they probably scrubbed it from the internet i mean am i making it up that it was more fun inside than no i remember in michigan going to red lobster and it was like it was just like a free-for-all like oh it's just like weird ships and boat stuff everywhere i don't remember red lobster ever being a free-for-all but (laughs) like decoration wise it was like remember when red lobster was just a lawless land you know when people would like sign dollar bills and like hang them on the yeah there weren't like like peanuts on the floor of red lobster and like a mechanical (laughs) bull um okay so with overhead costs and side dishes built in it became a huge problem every time someone would get another plate of crab in order for the crab promotion to be successful Crabs needed to be close to 2 to $3 a pound, but they were far more than that. Double that. 
Additionally, the problem is that snow crab is highly regulated in the United States and you're also, well, also around the world and you're only allowed to fish for snow crab, scra- excuse you? Fish. Snow clams. <laughs> you're, you're only allowed to fish for snow crabs at certain types of the uh, times of the year. In 2002, they only allowed 172 million pounds of snow crab to be caught only well worldwide for the entire world and that had to be dis- uh distributed for the entire world so oh. red lobsters like needs to take from that for this endless crab buffet they're like we need all of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and when there's uh limited resources then that means the price is gonna go up so less crab meant higher prices but the appetites of the customers stayed the same basically this just was like a huge disaster um, the crab fiasco was blamed for uh, tons of people to sell off their shares in Darden mm-hmm. Restaurants, who's like the parent oh, company, no. which wiped out $405.9 million of stock in a single session. Now, I have a question about this. If it's it about a, math, be careful. It was a three-month promotion. Three-month promotion. Yes. They were losing a million dollars a month. Why didn't they end the promotion after the first month? Girl, I don't know. Probably Edna was like, it's going to get better from here. Or I don't, I, I don't know. Because the McDonald's monopoly thing, like remember they were doing. Yeah. And they kept it going when there was that huge scam. I found some people who worked at Red Lobster during this time. Ooh. So I found them on Reddit though. I didn't like talk to them. Um, so Reddit user <laughs> BuckFever626 says, my sister fever. <laughs> <laughs> My sister worked there as a waitress during this time. She said people people were only eating the crab legs and not uh the meat in the body of the crab and they would just throw that part away. So maybe you did get the full oh. crab, I don't know. Um so and Is that better meat? I think people enjoy the crab legs. I don't really eat crabs. I don't really know. I don't eat crab either unless it's like soft shell crab. Oh, I've never had that. What? I think you have. I think you You eat the whole crab, right? Yeah, and it's like fried. I've never had it. My mouth is watering. I do like Old Bay seasoning. Isn't that what people put on crabs? Hell yeah, babe. They can. (laughs) They can if you want. Don't have to. So then another Reddit user, Joan Figgins, says, I worked at Red Lobster when this happened. From what I saw, it wasn't that they underestimated how much people could eat. They underestimated how much they wouldn't eat. Since it was unlimited crab, people would refuse to eat anything even remotely difficult to take out of the shell. Why bother trying to work on cracking a difficult piece if you can just get more for free? Oh, oh my God. How interesting. It's like, yeah. oh, fuck this. I'll just get, get another, another one. Crab. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. It got to the point where people wouldn't eat claw meat because it was difficult to open. People would only eat the thick half of the crab leg and just throw out the smaller half. People would shred the meat trying to crack open a leg and then they would just throw the piece out and break into a new one instead of eating the torn meat. So wasteful and a huge oh. mess for the bus boy. Wow. The poor bus boy. Yeah, poor bus boy. So then in 2016, they're like, why not give us a crack at another all-you-can-eat thing? Oh. Uh, they, they try all-you-can-eat shrimp. In 2016, Business Insider, the website, magazine, whatever, headed to Red Lotzer with a plan to eat so much off the endless shrimp menu that they would get cut off and thrown out. Oh. Which is weird. Like, why are people trolling Red Lobster like that? 
to <laughs> to preface this, uh, in 2015, Red Lobster increased the size of its shrimp by 47% because they were getting complaints from customers that their shrimps were too small. What? Yeah. So I feel bad for Red Lobster already. They already had this whole crab debacle. And now people are complaining that their endless shrimps are too small. So then they have to start buying bigger shrimps. And now after this whole crab thing of all you can eat, now they're running another all you can eat promotion. And websites are like, let's see if we can fuck them over again after this first thing that happened to them. Leave Red Lobster alone. Le- honestly. They brought us those Cheddar Bay biscuits. <laughs> what more do you want from them? It's like that. It's like uh, a gift from God. Yeah. It's like the leave Brittany alone, but like leave Red Lobster alone. So, um, <laughs> According to Mashed, uh, these two dopes from Business Insider, the reporters sat at Red Lobster for eight hours. Oh, my God. And by the time they finished the marathon, they'd eat a gr- eaten a grand total of 305 shrimp. And then they asked for more shrimp in a bag to go. And they got that. No, you can't do that. You can't get shrimp to go. That's why when, when you go to buffets, you can't take food to go. They did it. They did it. However... Oh. They said that the Red Lobster uh, servers and team were actually cheering them on. The store's manager came over and told them that there's actually an endless shrimp secret menu. What? Uh, which I will get into in a second. Yeah. And then guys from the Huffington Post decided to do this too. They went into Red Lobster to see if they could get kicked out of the endless shrimp buffet. And this dude from Huffington Post ate 101 shrimp. Oh, Gross. And he disclosed that this hack is that grilled shrimp, coconut shrimp, and popcorn shrimp are not on the endless shrimp menu. But if you get the endless shrimp buffet, you can order those kinds of shrimp to come to you. They're not on the menu, but they're like off menu items that are included in the endless shrimp special. So that's a Red Lobster hack. However, Red Lobster does not lose money on the shrimp promotions. Shrimp is cheaper than... Because shrimp is cheaper than crab. Uh, People cannot eat that many shrimp, uh, and they usually finish an entire shrimp before they move on to a next shrimp. One last weird thing that Red Lobster does is the Mountain Dew Garita, which (laughs) is a margarita made out of Mountain Dew. Which, Great. if I wasn't sober, I would definitely try. <laughs> They've also got their Hurricane. Isn't their Hurricane their big oh, drink? Isn't that just like yeah. a normal drink, though? Don't they have that other places? I feel like the Red Lobster Hurricane is like a thing. And it comes in like a special glass, yeah. Malibu Bay Breeze. Yeah, I guess is a refreshing cocktail that feels like summer, especially when enjoyed in the sun with friends. Oh, but, um, that's nice. That's the Red Lobster drink, the Malibu <laughs> Hurricane. Wow. How delicious. Sounds great. Mm-mm. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves 
moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So now let's get into some crazy buffet stories because... Yes. Well, first of all, because of Corona now, buffets are defunct. Like, I don't think you're ever oh, going to yeah. see a buffet again. The fact that, like, it's like a bunch of people eating from the same piles of food and probably being gross and using their hands and, like, sneezing into oh, the food. Oh, my God. You guys saw that video that went around, like, uh, this year of this guy that went to a buffet. He took the soup spoon and he drank the soup out of the soup spoon from a buffet and put it back in there. Oh my god! No, I think that was at Whole Foods. I think I, I think that, I, I think that was. Yeah, Whole I think Foods. it was at a Whole Foods. So gross. Ugh. People should never be able to serve themselves again. No. People shouldn't just. People should just stop uh, everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just stay home and don't do anything. Just stop. Stop yeah. everything. Um. So this uh, German triathlete, uh, Jaroslav Babrowski. <laughs> Ate 100 plates of sushi from an all-you-can-eat buffet, and he got banned from the restaurant for life. He was in Germany. He followed that. He was doing, like, intermittent fasting, and so he had fasted for 20 hours. And then when he was done fasting, he went to this restaurant, ordered the $19 all-you-can-eat sushi, and he he ate 100 plates of food. He consumed 18 pounds of sushi or 4,000 calories. I wonder if it was just sashimi or sushi rolls because that's rice. That's not going to, that'll expand in your stomach. I think it, maybe was, it was both. Sashimi. Or maybe it was sashimi. I don't know. He said the restaurant's owner said that the consumption was not normal and that he ate as much as five diners normally would. He wouldn't buy any booze or drinks. So the obviously they lost a ton of money on this guy and they ended up kicking him uh. out. Yeah, sure. I mean, if there's not a cat, if you don't have it like in limited to, right. you know, 50 yeah. plates of sushi, then it's all, you know. Exactly. I don't think you that's made right. Your bed, let someone sleep. He should have sued. And then I found some people on Reddit who like either worked at or owned uh, buffets. So this, this story is crazy. So this is from Blueberries. Uh, my parents owned an all you can eat buffet and I was there every day in my life from four to 14 ages. My favorite horror story is when a couple came in to eat. They loved the crab legs 
And every time my mom put some out, they took it all. And just a reminder, (laughs) crab legs are very expensive. Forget the other customers. They just took it all and ate it all. So they're there for maybe two hours now and it's starting to get dark. They've eaten through at least a week's stock of crab legs. And my mom finally decides it's enough. She stops putting it out at the buffet and brings individual plates to the customers who wanted it, who couldn't get any due to this couple stealing all of them. Then this couple gets angry. They literally flipped over the chairs at their table, flipped their plates, bowls, cups, etc., and completely trashed their area. Food was all over the floor, table, chairs. Sticky soda was dripping into the carpet. They left in a hurry, but someone caught their license plate. We called the cops, and I think they said they charged them with something. I can't remember the aftermath details clearly because I was eight or nine years old. I just remember looking at the mess and feeling really angry that my sister and I had to clean it up. Crazy. They got furious that they couldn't get those uh, crab legs. And then this guy says, his name's Binger5, we offered an all-you-can-eat lobster meal in the early 2000s. Most people came in and ate three or five. The most I've ever seen maxed out was at nine. But then this- Whole lobsters? Apparently. But then this, I can't imagine eating nine lobsters. But then this one guy came in and ate 22. Oh. And ordered an apple pie for dessert, he says. Oh. And then, I know. And then this guy, Guru19, said, when Olive Garden has their all you can eat pasta, I asked a waiter what he saw for a record. He said he served a former NFL lineman who had 17.5 bowls of fettuccine Alfredo. No. He couldn't, he couldn't do 18. He had to do 17 and a half. He couldn't make it. He couldn't take that last bite. Yeah. Um, and then this last one, this, this person, uh, Nat Latch, At one point, myself and two other family members worked at the Golden Corral because small Mm -hmm. towns didn't have a lot of job options. I worked in the bakery, which was surprisingly low in horror stories, uh, but the other places were truly chaotic. My brother worked at the steak uh, section. He got regulars that would tip him pretty well if he would prepare blue steaks for them. What does that mean? Like just rare or like uncooked? Maybe. Blue steaks. I'll Google it in a second. And then he said, my cousin worked at the salad bar. Management would require her to keep seafood items on the bar for long after the point where there would be safe to consume. Oh, no. I think the record was chilled shrimp from Mother's Day that stayed on the bar for over a week and a half. No. 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 And there's more of these stories. They finally caved and let her toss them when a customer started complaining about the smell. No. No. Yes. Blue steak really quick is um it's cooking cold meat under high temperature for a very short period of time oh, like just you're long s- enough to lightly sear the outside. Huh. So it's like rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it like looks blue in the middle basically cuz it's so bloody. Oh. That's gross. It's probably gross cuz it's lo- also low quality steaks for an all you can eat buffet. Oh, yeah. So do people scam buffets or are buffets scamming you? Oh, oh like the this ultimate question. This thing about the seafood staying for long periods of time, that's <sighs> the norm for buffets. Um, and that's kind of oh. how all you can eat buffets work or manage to make any money. 
So this one guy says, um, I have seen Chinese buffets at the fish market uh, going and buying, or people who run them, going and buying the bottom of the barrel seafood, including crab legs that are way past their prime. And then they don't steam them properly to save on the volume. He added that oysters fall into the same category. They're sourced from grocery stores past their ideal date of sale. So a lot of these buffets will buy um, things that are like nearly expired or like just expired um, and get them from the grocery stores either for like free or for cheap and then use them for an all-you-can-eat buffet at their restaurant. No. And this is like even like a nice Vegas buffet or something like that. Like if you were to go to like an all you can eat buffet in Vegas. I don't think if you're at like a really high quality, like you're paying a hundred dollars for a hundred all you can eat buffet. I feel like the Vegas buffets are so popular that like the turnover rate in the food is probably like at least daily. Yeah, yeah I think those are like huge. You're talking buffets. about like a restaurant, like a buffet restaurant. Yes. And then another another thing about this is let's say another thing I learned is let's say a restaurant is a restaurant during the week and then a buffet on the weekend. That's a red flag. Leftover food. Because they're just turning all of their leftover food into a buffet oh, or they're taking the scraps gross. and like repurposing yeah. them. And it's this that makes sense. Yeah, like getting rid of all their expired food. Or it's the same if it's a restaurant during the day and then like an all-you-can-eat endless buffet at night where it's just they're taking the scraps or everything that's about to expire oh, and yeah. just being like, take this. So if if anything is a restaurant normally and then sometimes does all-you-can-eat deals, um, you don't want to get involved in that. Well, what if it's a buffet in the morning and then a restaurant at night? Well, that's probably the food from that's probably the food, oh, from, the yesterday. food from the night before. Yeah. So you got to find a restaurant that's... Only, only a buffet started as a buffet <laughs> and then it went to a restaurant but still buffets are shady you gotta look back in the history of the restaurant. so how do buffets even make money um and i'm thinking of like a place like soup plantation for example um which now is out <laughs> of business yeah it's no longer exists, it's no longer right? exists um but it's because there's no wait staff and they're repurposing food and also, um, so they don't have to pay waiters or waitresses. And also, it's just like bussers and then the person you pay. The way that they distribute the food as you're going through the buffet. So the meat usually isn't until the end. So you typically fill up on like, you get soup, you get salad, you'll get like a baked potato, um, and your plate will get totally full. And then you'll get to like the meat at the end. So you won't put as much on your plate. So they don't lose as much of like resources. Right. I found this article on Vice that was like, how gross is it to eat at a buffet? And an infectious disease specialist called it a cesspool for bacteria. Ugh. Apparently, 128,000 people are hospitalized and 3,000 people die each year. <gasps> From food poisoning, I guess, from this kind of style of eating. Eating at buffets grosses your friend out royally because it exposes people to the germs of possibly everyone who enters the restaurant in some way or another. We're talking about possibly coming into contact with folks who don't wash their hands after using the bathroom, people who may be coughing and sneezing, or of course, those snot-ridden children who insist on serving themselves. Bad news bears. The most Ugh. popular things that you can get eating at an all-you-can-eat buffet are like E. coli, salmonella. The most popular things. I thought you were going to say like an omelet bar. Yeah, like a fr- like a bagel, like a <laughs> breakfast buffet. The most popular. I was like, okay. The most popular thing you could get is E. coli. I guess that's not popular. Um, the most popular <laughs> diseases you can get at a buffet. Um, 
And then there have been deaths. So this like one eating themselves to death. Well, no, not like the movie seven. Um, <laughs> but people who have died from from diseases they contract from bad food at buffets. Oh. oh, first of all, I recently remembered that my dad and mom and I were at a Chinese all you can eat buffet and this guy started choking and my dad <gasps> gave him the Heimlich remover remover. Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> Heimlich remove. I was like, yeah, that sounds right. The Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> and so he stopped choking like he was relieved or whatever was in his throat. And then the guy tried to sue my dad for for um, bruising a rib. Are you serious? Oh, God. See, Isn't that crazy? The, the people, the buffet clientele are questionable. Yeah, that is. That's, that's also true. Up. Like who's going to buffets? I used to love a brunch buffet until now. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't want it. Like I used to when I went to Hawaii. I would go to the Grand Walea breakfast buffet, but I feel like that's, but now I just don't like the idea of everyone walking around touching this stuff yeah. and ser- like it just grosses yeah. me out. No more. I know. So this guy, uh, attorney Kenneth Ingram, uh, Ingram Jr. filed a wrongful death lawsuit on Tuesday against the Hibachi Sushi Supreme Buffet. <laughs> the suit alleges, uh, that on April 23rd, this guy's last name corner was a customer at the Hibachi Sushi Supreme Buffet where he ate food prepared by the restaurant. Um, and then later he died. He required medical attention and he, he went to the hospital. He later died. He got E. coli poisoning from, uh, the sushi. Something similar happened to this other woman. Woman dies after eating at a bar, uh, all you can eat barbecue buffet. She got strep oh. from, uh, bad meat, from bad pork. And several other people who eat at the buffet got sick too, but they didn't die. So they got, uh, some bad, some bad meat that was carrying an infectious disease. I used to, um, go to the farmer's market. Um, Amanda Lund and I used to live right by the third street farmer's market by the Grove. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And there is this Brazilian barbecue place that's so good. I don't like know the Chiaro Scuria or whatever. I don't know what it is, but it's literally like, it's like, they weigh your plate like after you go through oh, and yeah. that's how much you pay for for it. And I used to go all the time and I, Amanda like makes fun of me to this day because it would be like $25. <laughs> like I'd go and I, my plate would be filled to the brim and I would eat all of it. Oh my God. I would go, I would get like everything. You know where that happens to wild. me? Uh, have you ever been to Dylan's candy bar or really like any self-serve candy place? Yeah. Where yeah, at the yeah. end they weigh your candy and then pay you, it's, you pay and it's always like I sell <laughs> How buy them to say get out of our store? Yeah, then they pay you leave. <laughs> um, I somehow always end up buying like fourteen dollars worth of candy. It's oh, I insane. know it's so expensive. It's so yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> so then there's a ton of people who have just like like you were saying, like the movie Seven, just eaten themselves to death. This one girl, but this is not buffet style. This is just like weird food shit in general. This one girl died from eating too much gum. She was eating 14 sticks of gum a day. And swallowing it. I don't think she was even... Oh, she was swallowing it. Yes, yes, yes. It doesn't even seem like that much to chew a day. Like, I don't really chew gum all that much. Well, she was swallowing it. She was swallowing it. (laughs) sticks. But it's the swallowing it that I think is ill She she went through like two packs of gum. Yeah. (laughs) She chewed two packs a day. Yeah. Yeah, I do two packs a day. Yeah, what, Marlboros? No, 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 no. Juicy fruit. Juicy fruit. Um, <laughs> then this London fashion model uh, ate 19 pounds of food in one sitting, and then her stomach exploded. Wait, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. In 1981, huh. a London fashion model, 23 years old, binged on 19 pounds of food. 
She allegedly ate one pound of liver, two pounds of kidneys, a half pound steak, a pound of cheese, two eggs, two glasses of milk, two thick slices of bread, one cauliflower, 10 peaches, four pears, two apples, four bananas, and two pounds of plums, carrots, and grapes and died. (laughs) Was she she trying to kill herself? I don't know. Oh, my God. Wow. Maybe she was doing this weird intermittent fasting thing. Wow. Anyways, okay, then there's this um, Florida psychologist who ate so many hot dogs that they (laughs) died. Um, In 2013, competitive eater Joey Chestnut set the world record for most hot dogs consumed at 69. Nice. Nice. But then again, he trains his stomach and body for such tasks. Not the case with this next individual. Uh, This is from Tastemade. After returning home from the doctor's office, uh, after she had an alleged two quarts of matter pumped from her stomach that included five pounds of hot dogs, three boxes of crackers, and two quarts of milk, a Florida psychologist foolishly proceeded to start binging once more. An autopsy later found that she had consumed an ungodly amount of hot dogs, broccoli, cereal, and a mysteriously a mysterious bubbly green goop. Green goop? Yeah. What? I know. That's competitive food eaters weird me out. It is so weird and so disgusting to me. Like what what are you what's your end goal? Maria, why are you smiling? That 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 just that it weirds you guys out so much. I mean, I you think love it. It's me out, but it's also like no, no, no. no but I do like a food challenge, like a saltine challenge. Is know? that how many saltines saltine you can eat at once? Challenge. Yeah, you can't eat six saltines in under thirty seconds. You also can't it's drink like a whole like, oh. a whole gallon of milk. Or like, what can't you can't like eat a teaspoon of cinnamon or something like that? I remember. Oh, that's like dangerous, challenge. isn't it? Because you like inhale it. Yeah, you, you can die. I think it. someone died from the cinnamon challenge. Let's yeah. see. Yeah, someone did. Yeah, I feel like someone cinnamon died. challenge. No, I think someone died. Cinnamon asphyxiation. Mom on four year old's death. Cinnamon can cinnamon can kill that would be a good christmas mystery if like say or like santa claus you know the cinnamon killings where like he'd come down the chimney and stuff kids faces with cinnamon to kill them (laughs) or and then one day a kid strikes back and makes santa drink so much milk he dies that's right (gasps) that would be good yeah we should pitch that to lifetime and cookies yeah they tie him up and they force feed him cookies and milk until he explodes And then, and then the maid kid goes, this is for the cinnamon kids. Yeah. This Whoa. would be a good animated movie that we should make, maybe. Yeah. Or if you want to make it a real movie, we can do that, too. You guys know how to draw? <laughs> yeah. What if we drew? What if we made an animated <laughs> movie just with figures. art? Stick figures, just a big, and like a stomach getting bigger. <laughs> it just pops. Um, so it's just all in crayon. <laughs> Anyways, so that's this episode. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about it. I'm sorry, but that's this episode. I liked it a lot, Allie. I, I thought it was it. super interesting. Good. Good. That makes I'm me in, I'm into this. That makes me thrilled. 
Um, if you guys have ever worked in a buffet or have any weird buffet stories. Oh, I bet. I bet our listeners for yeah. sure have some buffet stories. Oh, wait, Maria, before we go, um, didn't you have something to say about uh, making biscuits at home, the Cheddar Bay biscuits or something? Or Well, it's just that you can buy the, the mix, which, Allie, you could do like tonight. You can buy it just yeah. from like Ralph's or Vaughn's or whatever. Oh. You buy the mix and then just get some Caesar dressing on the side like a, some pre-bottled Caesar dressing because you're not at Red Lobster right now because of the pandemic, dip those, ba- dip away. Dip away. And that box mix that you can buy tastes exactly like Red Lobster. I made it last year. It's phenomenal. Yeah, so do we. It was legit. By the way, we should we should end this episode with saying we're all huge fans of Red Lobster. Like I've been to Red Lobster. I've gone on dates to Red Lobster. I've been to the Red Lobster. I was at Red Lobster Springs. a year ago. Yeah. We went to Red Lobster and Pump. Melissa and I went to Red Lobster and Pump. Yeah, Springs. our basketball. Oh my god! Yeah, that's where I went there last summer. I was once long distance dating kind of a guy in 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 Palm Springs, and every time I would go visit him, we'd eat at the Red Lobster. We'd put on our bibs and and go have some fish. You know, my babe. favorite thing there is actually the chicken Alfredo, fettuccine Alfredo. Wow, I mean that seems like an it's Olive Garden purchase. Probably because it's Olive Garden. <laughs> oh it's probably God. Olive Garden. Recipe. It probably That's is. Right. Um, and the Caesar salad is so good. We should honestly and try to do bisque. ads for Red Lobster. Lobster I wonder if we tag them in this episode if they if they'd sponsor us. Yeah, well, us. we should definitely tag them and let them know that like we're big we're, fans and we're sorry for their loss in 2003 of what happened. Like we're mm-hmm. we're sorry I'm about sure, it. I'm sure they're, they've made it up. Yeah, I think they have to now that they're in a thousand countries. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so that's it. Please email us and contact us with any uh, further information you have about buffets. Um, I am Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa. All you can eat, Stutton. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Maria Crabfest Blasucci. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Original. Powered by ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 